Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. What's amazing about the Word of God and what we must understand about it is how to approach it. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they just they, they, they read through the Bible, they read the Bible, they read Scripture. But, you know, you have to understand a few things about what is written to you and what is written for you. Now, there is a difference. In reality, what's really written to us is from the book of Acts to the back of the book. What's written for us is the Old Covenant and the Gospels of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And when you understand that, then you begin to understand which part of the Scripture is given to you for an example and which part of the Scripture is given to you for identification, which actually talks about you. You know, the Bible says of Jesus when He went into the synagogue, now there in the book of uh, Luke, it says uh, He went up, He took up the book of the Isaiah, and He found the place where it was written. In every Bible I've ever had, I've always wrote out to the side, He found the place where it was written about Him. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. I mean, He went right into the Word and found where it was written about Him. Now, in Acts chapter 3, you can turn there if you want to. I want to read a few scriptures. We're going to kind of just go through the book of Acts real quick. One of the amazing things about the standards of the church that were set in the book of Acts, before there were standards of doctrine, now listen to this, this is important. Before there were standards of doctrine, there were standards of demonstration. Now let me say that again. Before there were standards of doctrine, there were standards of demonstration. The church was actually birthed with two great outpourings of power. First, the baptism in the Holy Ghost, which we see evidence in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 10, and Acts chapter 19. Amen? The Bible says, Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Now also, the next chapter in the book of Acts, chapter 3, there's a great outpouring of God's healing power. A miracle manifested. A man that sat by a gate for years and years and years was healed by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ as ministered through the apostles that walked with Jesus. But when it came to the explanation or the doctrinal ability of what happened, it was all given over to faith. Faith in the name. Everybody say, faith in the name. So when we begin to realize that, we begin to realize the same thing is true today. If you need healing in your body, actually we can go back to salvation. You need salvation, you come in the name of Jesus. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Not only that, to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Jesus is still the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 2. Then in Acts chapter 3, it's His name through faith in His name which has made this man whole. Amen? Now let's read these. Let's, let's go through a few of these. Verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. A certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked alms. He was a beggar. Peter fastened his, his eyes upon him. With John said, Look on us. He gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. 
And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Amen? Isn't that powerful? Now, over here in... in uh, let me find it here. I've got so many scriptures marked. Go over to book, chapter 5. Chapter 5, verse 12. I like this. Now listen to what this says. It says, And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch, and the rest durst no man join himself unto them, but the people magnified them. And believers were added, were the more added, to the church, multitudes, both men and women. Now notice this. Insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also out a multitude out of the cities round about Jerusalem, bringing sick folk, and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. I like this. And they were healed. Well, just a few. Well, they were healed. No, just a few. Those that, you know, had sore toe and a sore foot. No, they were healed, everyone. I said everyone. That means the most severe cases. That means no matter what it was, what the doctors had said, no matter what was wrong, they were healed. Amen. Now, I know that Christian uh, uh, religion and Christian denominationalism says, well, that all passed away with the last apostle. And I've, you know, I've heard all kinds of teachings, all kinds of arguments. We've made those arguments and done those teachings over the years. But, you know, something dawned in my spirit this afternoon as I was meditating on this and thinking about God's healing power. You know, the thing about it is, the reason healing didn't pass away with the last apostle is that it wasn't the apostles healing them. <laughs> I think you ought to hear that. The reason it didn't pass away with the last apostle, because it was not Peter, James, and John, or Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It was none of it was Jesus that was healing them, and he's still the same one that heals today. Amen? Now right over to Acts chapter 8. Look at Acts chapter 8. Uh, before you do, just take a quick stop there at Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6, institution of the ministry of the deacons. Verse 8 says, In Stephen, he was a deacon in the New Testament church, full of faith and power. Boy, you get those two elements together, you're fixing to get an explosion. Amen. Full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Well, what do you think those were? Well, I believe they were healing miracles and wonders that took place, not through, not through some great preacher on a but just through a lay member, a minister. Somebody that was in the ministry of helps was anointed with so much power, he was able to do the same things the apostles were doing. But remember, it wasn't him that was doing it, it was Jesus that was doing it through him. Now go to Acts chapter 8 real quick. Acts chapter 8, revival had broken out. Verse 5 says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. I like this next verse. It says, and there was great joy in the city. I said it was great joy in the city. Amen. Now, if you will go from there, we're just going to kind of drive through the book of, book of Acts real quick. Amen. Let me find it here. Go to, go to Acts chapter 9, verse 16. Excuse me, that's not 16. That's 36. I'm sorry. 
Acts 9 verse 36. Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works, alms deeds, which she had done or did, came to pass in those days that she was sick. Everybody say sick. And died. Amen. Sickness will do that to you. It said, whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And forasmuch as Lydia was nigh unto Joppa, and there were disciples that heard that Peter was there, they sent two men, desiring that he would not delay, but come to them. When Peter arose, then Peter arose and went to them. And when he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber with all the widows that stood by weeping, showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made, and she was with them, while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed and turning to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. And, and he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he called the saints and widows, presented her alive. Now here we have someone raised from the dead. Now here's how they were raised from the dead. By supernatural gifts of the Spirit working of miracles, which it takes to raise someone from the dead, and gifts of healing. Because if you raise someone from the dead into the sickness they were in, they just die again. Amen. So we see we're just, we're just here in Acts chapter 9, and already we're seeing signs, wonders, miracles, and there's four different evidences, or we like to say it like this. You know, the Bible said, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Here's four witnesses right here, and we're not even to Acts chapter 10 yet. Amen. Now, go over here to... I've got these last few marked. Go over here to... Let's see, which one do we want to do first? Here we go, Acts chapter 14. It says in verse 8, There sat a certain man of Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. Now, you know, it's amazing to me, if you'll study both the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ and his ministry that continues after his death, burial, and resurrection. You'll see that many people that are healed are healed of birth defects. Amen. Now, let me just say this, because I think that we need to emphasize more and more God's healing power. Now, a lot of people talk about just going out and praying for the sick. Well, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. We're commissioned to do that in Mark chapter 16. But in reality, there's more of a healing ministry within the church than there is outside the church. Because the church is the body of Christ. And when the power of God and the faith of God get together corporately, it's amazing what God can do in the midst of that. Amen. Now here, here's just Paul. He's just up preaching the word of God. Now there in verse uh, uh, 10 it says, The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholded him, and perceiving he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet, and he leaped and walked. Now, this is really cool because if we contrast this to the miracle of Dorcas being raised from the dead, there's a strong contrast because here there's no gifts of the Spirit. Here there's no special anointing. Here there's no healing cloth. There's no anointing with oil. There's just someone that preached the gospel, someone that heard the gospel, someone that perceived the person had faith, and the person got up and walked. Now that shows us the simplicity of healing. Now let me just say this. The reason many people are not healed is because we as people overcomplicate it. 
We overcomplicate it in our minds. We overcomplicate it through the Word of God. We allow doubt and, and, and unbelief to enter in as circumstances or symptoms persist. We, 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 we think, well, we haven't received. In reality, you're as healed as you are saved. Amen. You just have to learn to walk in it. Just as you would walk in your salvation, you walk in divine healing. Now, go to, go to let's see, from there we'll go to Acts, uh, go to Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. Look there in verse, uh, verse 10. After they found 12 men, they received the Holy Ghost, spoke in other tongues, prophesied, God began to move. Verse 10 said, And this continued by the space of two years, so that all which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus Christ, both Jews and Greeks. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, I like this, and the diseases departed from them, and evil spirits went out of them. Amen? Now I believe that every sickness and disease is of the devil. Even though an individual may neglect their body and not do the right thing, I believe once disease and sickness enters in, it is a spiritual event. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, the Bible says in Acts 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost in power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Now, you've got to understand, Satan is the oppressor of the bodies of individuals on this planet. He oppresses them through sickness, through disease, through injury, through pain, through things that are inherent in families. There are all kinds of things. And thank God God has such compassion. He uses all kinds of things to try to get healing into people here on this planet. He uses medicine. He's risen up all kinds of great information about how to take care of your body. There's all kinds of inventions been invented in, in, in which that men and women can go and get treatment. But that does not discount the fact that God wants to supernaturally heal people. Supernaturally heal. Amen. Now, as the book of Acts continued, we know the drama that takes place in the ministry of Paul. How he had to, you know, uh, the, the Lord spoke to him about going to Jerusalem and going to Rome. And he had to make that journey. It was a very difficult journey. They ended up on a ship out in the ocean. A tremendous storm took place. Thank God for all God's protection. They lost the ship and everything that was on it, but they didn't lose anybody as far as, uh, as, far as people were concerned. Just like God had spoke to him. Amen? Acts 28 begins like this, verse 1. When, when they escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita or Malta. We know that was the island of Malta. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us, everyone, because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper. Everybody say a viper. Type of the devil. This wasn't a type. This was a real viper. <laughs> Out of the heat and fastened itself upon his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he had escaped the sea, vengeance suffer, suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Now, for years and years, as I've taught on healing, I've always taught this principle. You know, the, 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 that certain serpent, a type of the, 
a type of, the, of Satan, the venom of that serpent, what does that do? It makes you sick. It'll kill you. Amen? So the venom of that serpent, a serpent, a type of sickness and disease. But what did Paul do? What did he do? He shook it off. Where did he shake it off into? Now listen, this shows us right here. If you're building a fire in your life, you got something to shake the devil off into. I don't think you get that. Some people, they, they look at me kind of funny when I talked about how uh, that, that food poison tried to come up in me and I run it off. I talked about, you know, how flu tries to come on me and I run it off. You say, how can you do that? I have a hard time doing that. It's because I keep building the fire. I keep building the fire. And everything that's of the devil that tries to attach itself to me, I got something to shake it off into. That's why you got to stay full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Word, full of the anointing, full of faith and power. You say, well, that fire that's kindled on the inside of you is something for you to shake your adversary off into. Amen. Amen. Now notice this. I like this. It says, in the same quarters were possessions of the chief man of the island whose name was Publius, who received us and lodged us there uh, three days courteously. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed, now listen, and laid his hands upon him and healed him. Now he's just obeying Mark chapter 16. Where Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Those that believe will be saved. Those that won't will be damned. Then he talked about right there at that last part. And he says, believers, believers will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So here's this man suffering probably with what we know today as tuberculosis. Bloody flux coming up out of his lungs. Probably in the stages of death. That's what happens when you die. That bloody flux comes up out of your lungs. It's a, it's a red foam that gets on your mouth, comes out of your nose. And in that stage, Paul just went in there and in the name of Jesus laid hands upon that man and he was healed. Amen. Amen. Now notice this. So when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed. All of a sudden a healing revival breaks out. The devil tries to kill the apostle Paul, tries to kill him in the sea through a storm, tries to kill him by a shipwreck, tries to kill him with a snake, he keeps shaking the devil off, shaking the devil off. Then he gets to the place in which a door opens for him to minister to a man who's dying. He gets healed and it causes a healing revival to break out on the island. Now that's all through the book of Acts. So I had three, let me count them here. Four, five, six, seven. That one. There's eight different witnesses of God's healing power in the book of Acts. Now, we could go on right here and talk about people here in the church that have been healed. People that's been healed through our traveling ministry. People that have been healed by laying on of hands. People that have been healed through the gifts of the Spirit. People that have been healed just by, just by praying, speaking the Word, and sending the Word of healing to them. But let me tell you something tonight. As we receive communion, as we continue in this service, don't let anything get in between you and God's healing power. The book of Acts is a testament to the God's desire to heal you. It is literally saturated. The book of Acts is saturated with God's healing power and testimonies of it. The book, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, is saturated with God showing us His desire to heal the human experience when it comes to the oppression of the devil when there's sickness and disease. So no matter what it is, no matter what it is, and no matter how long you've had it, 
Notice the man at the gate, beautiful, lame from his mother's womb. The man in Acts chapter 14, lame from his mother's womb. Years and years and years and years of that sickness, that disease, that infirmity developing inside of that human body. But all of a sudden, one touch of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ drove out the sickness, drove out the disease, caused, the, caused those lame men to rise and walk and glorify God. Amen? So what we must do as believers is not only walk in that, but practice that. Now, one of the best ways to do that, I was, I was, I was looking, I had something thick in the back of my Bible, and that's all my confessions, all these confessions we've written over the years. We've got confessions for everything you can think of. But Island Church confessions, mine are all written all over. But you know, here is the way you can start. You can get you one of, the, one of these confession brochures. And there's one page right here called Healing. Everybody say Healing. healing. Now, I'm just going to go through it real quick. Because I'm telling you, the Word of God has the ability to heal you. Thank you, Lord. You are Jehovah Rapha, the healer and health of my body. For Jesus was wounded for my transgression, bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. By his stripes I am healed. You've got to make your declaration. Your ability to receive healing rises and falls on the level of your constant confession. Amen. Thank you, Father. You bless my bread, my water. You take all sickness and symptoms from the midst of me. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. All that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. I forget not His benefits. He forgives all my iniquity, heals all my disease, redeems my life from destruction, crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercy so that my youth is renewed like an eagle's. I've been delivered from the power of darkness. I've been translated into the kingdom of His dear Son. Thank you, Father. You've not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and the sound mind. The law, the spirit of life in Christ makes me free from the law of sin and death. And the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead abides and dwells in me. And then here's how I like to end it. Thank you, Father, for your healing power. By faith, through confession, I release your healing power into my body. I mean, if you don't do it, who is? I declare it drives out all sickness, all disease, all pain, all infirmity. You say, well, how long am I going to have to say that? The rest of your life. He said, well, you, do you do that just when you're, when you're sick? No, I do it every day. Every day I reaffirm and reconfirm the power of the Word, the power of God's healing power, God's redemptive power, God's prosperity, God's blessing upon my... Every day. You say, why? Because you have to learn to live saturated in that Word. And as you do that, then when something attacks your body, you can turn to what attacks your body and say, wait a second, it is written... It is written. And that's how you make your stand of faith right then and there. Sometimes it doesn't take but a minute or two. Sometimes it takes a day or two. Other times it may take a week or two. Other times it may take a year or two. It may take a couple of years. But however long it takes, if you will make a decision, I am the healed of God. I'm not sick trying to get healed. I am the healed of God. And I'm using the Word of God to fight every symptom of sickness and disease that tries to come against my body. For my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost and sickness and disease cannot abide in the same body. So sickness, you got to leave in Jesus' name. Sometimes you got to get radical. You got to say, I evict you. Get out of my body. 
I'm telling you sometimes, you just got to get mad at the devil sometimes. You got to tell him, I'm not living like this anymore. You're not going to torment me. I'm not going to live in this pain. You've got to make a decision to fight your fight of faith and receive your healing. Then every time you sense an anointing, every time you sense the power of God in manifestation, you're not coming down to try to get healed. You come down and you have hands laid on you and you be ministered to by the power of God reaffirming and releasing that healing power into your body. Amen? Amen. You say, now where do you get that from? Well, you know, there was a man that was a leper over in 2 Kings. 1 Kings, 2 Kings, chapter 5. And and, and the, the word came from the prophet to go down and do what? To dip in the Jordan seven times. Well, the first dip didn't do it. Second dip didn't do it. Third dip, but he was in the process. He was in the process. Fourth dip, fifth dip, sixth dip, seventh dip. That seventh time he came out, the body said, the Bible says his skin was returned like the skin of a baby. I tell you, that was probably awesome being a leper all those years and having that nasty disease all over your body and you come up out of that water and your skin is just perfectly cleansed. Amen? Now, let me close with this and we'll receive communion. You've got to allow your want to to be healed. To rise up bigger than your ability to live with your sickness and disease. The problem with a lot of people is they just learn to live with it. And I listen, I know you can get medication, you can get treatment, you can go to the doctor. That's all well and good. I'm not against any of that. But no matter what path God puts you on for healing, you've got to make a decision to get to the end of that path and be healed. I said, you've got to make a decision to get to the end. You say, well, Pastor, I've, I've been like this for so many years, so it really doesn't matter. I could live my life out like this. Do not consider your own convenience and comfort. Now, let me say that again. That's where many people miss it. And that's why many people fail to receive healing. They only consider their own convenience and comfort. What you've got to do is you've got to consider the price that was paid to get healing to you. How they took the Holy Lamb of God. They stretched Him out and tied Him to a pole. And the Roman lictor took a whip, a cat of nine tails in which on that whip is tied all kinds of metal and glass and things that cut and rip you, and 30, 40 stripes minus one, 39 stripes wrapped around his body and literally whipped him till his kidneys and backbone were exposed. And his blood ran down his back. And his blood ran down his legs. And the pain and the suffering. See, we just think about that as being his pain and suffering. Oh, no, no, no. That was just the beginning of pain and suffering. As every stripe was laid upon his back, more and more disease was laid upon him. Cancer, tuberculosis, polio, diabetes. Every disease you can think of was being accumulated by him as those stripes were being laid upon him. And I guarantee you his body quaked under the pain and the discomfort that was being caused by that powerful redemptive moment. But thank God he went to the cross. He died with that sickness and disease upon him. But when he rose and came up out of the grave, he came out victoriously healed so that every person that calls on the name of the Lord can receive healing in their bodies today and walk in the health of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Lift your hands up. Say this out loud, Heavenly Father, I thank you that Jesus was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. By his stripes, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. You bless.
that's my bread and water. You take all sickness. You take all symptoms from the midst of me. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. I forget not his mighty benefits. He forgives all iniquity, heals all disease, redeems my life from destruction, crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercy. My youth is renewed like the eagles. I've been delivered from the power of darkness, translated into the kingdom of his dear son. You've not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Thank you, Father. The law of the spirit of life in Christ sets me free from the law of sin and death and the same power. Oh, the same power. The same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead abides, abides, abides. It dwells in me. It quickens, it quickens, it quickens right now. It quickens right now. My body, in the name of Jesus, every symptom, sickness, disease, infirmity, injury, no matter what it may be, get out of my body. Get out of my body. You cannot live here. I evict you in the name of Jesus, by faith, through confession, I release God's healing power into my body in Jesus' name. Now thank God for your healing. Come on, thank Him 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 for your healing. Oh, we thank you, Lord. 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 Now, here's how you end that confession. Heavenly Father, with long life, with long life, strength and health, you satisfy me and show me your salvation. Hallelujah. Now worship the Lord. Father, we worship you. Gentlemen, you can come and pass out the communion implements. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Father. We receive healing into our bodies. We declare from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet. We are the healed of God. We are the healed of God. We are the healed of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, here's another key. I'm going to do a series on keys to healing divine health. Don't look for something to feel. Look for something to know. Now, let me say that again. Don't look for something to feel. Now, if something to feel shows up, thank God for it. Thank God for the anointing that breaks the yoke, that which is tangible, that which you can sense working in your body. Thank you, Julio. I mean, I'm one of the first ones that will jump and run when that anointing hits. I thank God for it. Gifts of the Spirit in operation. Power of God in manifestation. You listen, you can draw on gifts. I tell you, you can draw on the Spirit of God. We were, we were speaking three years ago at Fire for the Nations in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Pastor Sam Carr was there with his daughter and son-in-law. His daughter's having some really 
bad fit. Now, she, they're the one that testified to this. So, 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 you know, I mean, it has nothing to do with the people. Jesus did, does this. Amen. And I had ministered to several people, power of God. And, and, and Pastor Sam's daughter told me. Uh, actually, last year she was telling me the testimonies. We had uh, a 4th of July uh, a lunch out at their home. Uh, she said, I prayed all afternoon. I said, Lord, you use Brother Rusty. I've seen him operate in the gifts of the Spirit. She said, now he, I know that I'm healed of God. She began to talk about all the things that she'd believed and things that she'd received and all this kind of stuff. She said, but I want Brother Rusty at the end of that meeting to call me out and to call out my condition. And when he does, I'll be healed in Jesus' name. That's what she said. That's, so I preached, and I had finished preaching, and I, I was walking over to sit down. I was going to turn the service back over to Pastor Mark, and I stopped. And the Spirit of God said, call this out. She was sitting about where, where, where the lady sitting down on the end there, and she got up, came up, and received her healing. Her and her husband had a child that year because God healed her body. Amen? You say, what point are you trying to make? There are so many ways to be healed. Laying on of hands, prayer cloths. We got a whole stack of prayer cloths. You say, Pastor, I need a prayer cloth. Lay hands on that prayer cloth. I'm going to put it on my pillow every night. I'm going to sleep. That's, do that. Acts chapter 19, Mark chapter 5. He touched the hem of his garment. There's something about cloth. That's why we don't use paper. That's why we don't use some other substance. We use cloth. Something about it can take the anointing, hold the anointing, and transmit it into your body. Amen. There's gifts of the Spirit. There's working of miracles. There's gifts of healing. There's special faith. There's words of knowledge. There's your own faith. There's congregational faith. I mean, God's got so many ways to heal you. If you'll press into God, you can't help but get healed. One of the best ways to get healed, during a communion service. You say, what do you mean by that? As we read communion scripture, as we take the implements of communion, you see yourself one with Him. You celebrate. You celebrate with the bread, with the token bread, the broken body of the Lord Jesus Christ, which broke the power of Satan over your life. His, his, his power to, to cause you to be depressed. His power to cause you to be addicted. His power to cause you to be uh, sick or infirm. He broke that power on the cross. When you receive the cup, oh, the blood of Jesus, it ran down out of his back. It came off of his brow. It came out of his hands and his feet. It poured out of his side, blood and water, establishing the New Testament church. Then he took that blood and he went to heaven and he poured it on the mercy seat of God and released back into the earth the essence of himself in the person of the Holy Ghost in order to bring to the church his healing power. Amen. So what you do is you judge yourself. This is what it says. We'll read it in just a moment. You judge. If you got anything in your life that would keep you from receiving healing, you get it straight with God right now. If there's anything you've done, you get it right with You say, how do I do that? You can just start praying under your breath. Lord, I, I missed it here. I, I missed it there. I, if there's anything you need to do, if you need to forgive, if you need to ask forgiveness. Listen, I'll tell you what. God knows your heart. You say, well, I, I might have to travel two or three cities over to, 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 to ask someone to forgive me or to forgive them. God will give you healing by credit if he sees your heart is right. He gave it to Abraham. Amen. If he sees your heart is right, he'll give it to you by credit. But you make a decision during communion tonight 
My heart's going to be right toward God. The blood of Jesus cleanses me from all sin and unrighteousness. Sins of omission, things I've done. Father, forgive me. I confess it, uh, 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 confess it to you. The sins of omissions, things you haven't done that you should do. Sins of commission, things that you have done. Lord, forgive me. Sins of ignorance. Lord, I didn't know. But I thank you, Father, that I'm cleansed from all sin and unrighteousness. And as I receive communion tonight, thank you that your healing power manifests in my body. And every bit of this sickness or disease leaves me. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, real quick. Hallelujah. Let's read the, read the scriptures there that pertain to our communion tonight. The Apostle Paul writes to us here in Galveston. He says, For I received, this is verse 23, verse chapter 11, 1 Corinthians. For I received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, everybody say the Lord Jesus, the same night when she was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do ye in remembrance of me. Now hold up the host. Hold up the bread. Say this with me, Heavenly Father, in great honor, in great respect, in great appreciation of that which Jesus has done for me personally. Tonight, I participate with the ordinance of communion, giving honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, that your body was broken. Now break that bread. Break that bread. That your body was broken. That I might be delivered by your ability to break the power of Satan over my life. By faith, I receive communion right now. After the same manner, verse 25, He also took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Now hold the cup. Say, Heavenly Father, how precious to me is your blood. It is the most valuable commodity of my life. It is the source of my life and living. For the blood has cleansed me from all sin and all unrighteousness. The blood has established for me a new covenant, a better covenant based on better promises. His blood flowed out of his back when he was striped for my healing. He purchased it for me. Thank you, Jesus for your healing power. As I receive the cup, healing power flows into my body in Jesus' name. Now lift your hands and thank the Lord. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. I'm telling you, thanksgiving and worship to the Lord as you believe you receive is one of the strongest acts of faith when it comes to God's healing power. Father, we thank you right now 
Father, we worship you right now. Father, we glorify your name right now. We exalt you, Lord God. 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 Now, here's what we're going to do. If you are believing you are receiving healing right now in your body, I want you to stand. I want you to stand right now. Every person believing you're receiving healing in your body right now. Now, I want you to lift your hands. And on everybody say this, Heavenly Father, according to the law of agreement, corporate strength, corporate power, and the spirit of faith, we agree with every person that right now, right now, God's healing power is flowing, is flowing into their body. Every sickness, every disease, all injury, all pain, go, go, go in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we take this opportunity to lift our hands, to give you praise, to give you worship, to acknowledge you as Savior and healer. I declare this night I am as healed as I am saved. Now rejoice. Now rejoice and thank God. Come on, rejoice and thank God. Come on, rejoice and thank God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Stand on your feet. Father, thank you so much for a wonderful time of communion tonight. Thank you for that, what you're doing in our midst. And I thank you, Father, that we will begin to get testimony after testimony of men and women in which the manifestation of your healing power is testified of here at Island Church. We thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for Psalms 91. As we prayed this morning, we reaffirm our faith that you are the God that protects us in our travels and in our work. You're the God that opens great doors of utterance for us to speak forth your word and to be great witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you as we leave tonight. We walk in faith and love towards you in love toward one another. As the ambassadors of Christ, we leave walking by faith. Thank you, new Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the Holy Ghost. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.